I refuse to believe that mankind is a random byproduct of molecular circumstances. No more than the result of mere biological chance. No, there must be more. And you and I, son, we will find it. Allow me then a moment to consider. You seek your creator. I am looking at mine. I will serve you, yet you are human. You will die. I will not. Bring me his tea, David. co-host mike and mike we already know that alien covenant might be the greatest film of all time i mean you've got a xenomorph using its inner jaws to rip a hole through jesse smollett's lying face and you get to see james franco burn to death so come on like before we even begin can we can we give it a round of applause yeah i mean i i guess for the uh the you know me too era slightly ahead of the game uh by having james franco do a (laughs) it's a cameo just to celebrate him burning to death while he sleeps (laughs) (laughs) i guess now you yeah you he does go silently in his sleep which is probably the worst part about it (laughs) i would say i did not watch this one theatrically i would probably think well that was really confusing because while he's in his cryogenic state, I didn't even notice it was James Franco. And so it's not until we get later on when someone is mourning his passing and we see a, a video that they left on one of their uh, many uh, devices of him uh, rock climbing. And I'm like, oh, that's that's who we're mourning. I don't know if that's like if you're utilizing the like scream like Drew Barrymore, like opening kill that well, if you can't even recognize the celebrity that's being killed in the opening, but really Scott, (laughs) you know, such a a beautiful mind. Certainly. So we are talking alien covenant, the sequel to Prometheus, but sixth in line of the alien films. Uh, And one of the big problems people had with prometheus is that it asked all these questions and answered none i believe alien covenant answers a few but asks way more um and one of the key things about prometheus and covenant are uh, god complex creation religion mike was religion shoved down your throat as it was mine growing up as a child uh no, uh, I think we made a few. I mean, growing up in a small town in Kentucky, uh, a few brief passes because there would be some extended family member, usually a, a grandparent of sorts, that wanted to go for like you know the Jesus spectaculars, like you know Christmas or Easter, I guess. Um, but no, I, I've said on the you know probably another podcast uh, before. I remember asking my mom, um, 
Like, first off, I was probably wondering why we were going to church at all if it wasn't a regular habit. You know, didn't want to show my cards of like, hey, I don't really want to do this because I did. even then I probably felt like, hey, this is probably rude to say I don't want to participate in this family gathering. Um, so I just asked, so why, you know, why don't we go to church like on a regular basis? Uh, why just these select times? And my mom, and it stuck with me, said, uh, church is for adults who don't have any friends. <laughs> so, <laughs> so no, no, I, I've never... Uh, uh, you know, I've never been someone much like our uh, pleasant little robot in here played by Michael Fassbender that is just, you know, besieged by, by doubt and questions about, you know, the, the why of, uh, you know, his existence. And I certainly never wanted to make friends um, with this alien species um, <laughs> that... Uh, from birth attacks <laughs> any and everything in its path. <laughs> a little That's aggressive. right. Um, at, at every at every evolution, too. Uh, Fastbender is kind of guiding it into its different stages, play, and they're all super violent. And you got to wonder how it how he made it so that <laughs> they weren't violent towards him. You know, the, the aliens here certainly believe in burning out instead of fading away. <laughs> it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a brief a brief career uh, and then on to uh, hibernation. I don't know if you can find a nice moist area where you have a robot caretaker that will lead, you know, the former guitar player of Almost Famous uh, to his stupid death. All right, Webb, I've got to attack you just a little bit here because I only watched Alien Covenant for this podcast. Now, in fairness to you, well, maybe not. Maybe you convinced me to buy it. I'm pretty sure I bought it for probably $4.99 on iTunes. It's 4K. I'm a sucker for it. I'm going to watch it. It's a Ridley Scott movie. I've liked the Alien series, you know, up to this point. I'm, I'm a big Prometheus guy, even though there's a lot of stupidity in Prometheus. I still go with it. I don't think I go with it as much here because... Uh, being bamboozled by the by the rich, uh, as played by Guy Pierce and a lot of makeup in the first one. And I was thankful that we get the, the opening sequence. Probably my favorite scene in the movie is just the opening scene with Guy Pierce uh, talking to his new uh, robot child, played by Michael Fassbender, uh, and being almost immediately disappointed at him. <laughs> it's like it's such a fatherly thing. Like, look, I have made you. Now pour me tea, and I don't much care for your sass. Like. <laughs> I enjoyed that that dynamic. Um, you said this one, you know, attempts to you know tends to to show the goods a little more. First off, there's alien in the title, and there's supposed to be a little bit more like because of this than that type thing. Whereas Prometheus, most of the characters are are wandering, you know, desperately on this quest where they don't know what they're gonna find. They're just gonna meet their creator. Here, I don't I don't know what the creator's doing with uh, <laughs> with with David the robot, and. I feel like it's even more contrived to get these people attacked by the aliens. There are a couple sequences, uh, you know, that result in mainly the uh, the ship that they land on this planet exploding, where twice in a three minute sequence, our heroes slip on blood that they know is there. And then I actually listened to the commentary track and really Scott pointed that out. He's like, "Now see here, see his blood on the floor." This is important because when I was drawing the storyboards and he goes on like a five minute tangent about how he's pretty skilled as an artist. He's like, I went to art school. I can draw. I can draw pretty quickly, mind you. And I'm like, okay, sure. He's like, I got to figure out how this person's going to fall down. 
So I'm like, blood, right? That makes sense. And I'm like, yeah, that makes sense the first time. Why do you have another character who has locked one character in a room with blood, with a man who's exploded, <laughs> come barreling down the court like it's Magic Johnson running the Showtime offense? I could, it was a lot to forgive here, Webb, just considering how dangerous these creatures are and that there are, was there five other movies at this point? Five? We, I think the alien has the upper hand. Do we need, you know, to go full on klutz here to, to give them even more of an advantage? All right, Cinema Sins, calm down. Okay, <laughs> listen. <laughs> I agree with you in that I think the first half of the film is totally like kind of by the numbers and has a lot of those uh, tropes. I don't know, you know, just the what's convenient to have more violence. Because I, I guess, I guess Ridley was kind of like, oh, you didn't like all those questions, did you? <laughs> And so he has to throw in a pool of blood that we'll go back to repeatedly. <laughs> right. <laughs> sequence. You know, it, it's a metaphor going back to the well. That's what it is. Ridley knows what he's doing. He's only 102. Yeah. Did you listen to the commentary track, by the way? Yes. He has a yes. moment in there where he says 80 is the new 60. I'm like, I think there's a little personal bias coming here. I was like, what are you talking about? Like, he's like, no. It's like, right. no, humans just take better care of themselves. I'm actually just 55. And I'm like, God, Ridley, what? <laughs> considering he doesn't have too many personal sides, he does like to let you know that he's a pretty good artist and he feels pretty young for his age. Uh, he still makes a beautiful looking film. Yes. As I was watching or you know listening to the commentary track, considering I didn't have to listen to the dialogue because he was prattling on, I was, and this is just on my phone, mind you. I'm like, God, this is fucking gorgeous. God, why couldn't... <laughs> Why couldn't the the plot mechanisms just be more in the background? Why do, why do they have to announce themselves so much? Why do the characters have to announce I'm being stupid right now? Why do, why does you know the guitar player from Stillwater have to listen to a man a robot that he knows is untrustworthy and say why don't you put your face in it? <laughs> like if you had another say you'd never met someone Webb and they say put your face in this. <laughs> like instinctually, <laughs> even if you've not seen them standing next to a decapitated body with a smirk on their face, you don't put your face in anything, anything at all. I I don't understand why. I guess there's such a rush to put the characters in dangerous situations when it would come naturally anyway. And all I can say is it is a two hour movie. Maybe Ridley Scott was like, you know, I've had complaints about my extended cuts. Fine. We're just going to get to the. Uh, the meat of it here. The no chuffa, right? Bruce Willis, we're not gonna <laughs> just cut out all the extraneous bits. Oh, ye of little faith. <laughs> <laughs> once I think that once the Prometheus element comes into it, and you've got David kind of coming back, making his return with long hair for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> what? Yet another distracting bit that takes you out of the movie. <laughs> Because they, cause they need to set up the haircutting and the identity swap. That's what they need to set up. But here's the thing. Once he comes back... <laughs> I in... just want to jump in. One of them is currently missing a hand. There's a pretty clear distinction between the two. You don't need <laughs> one to have shaggy hair. One of them is <laughs> Sans' hand. I don't, I don't understand these little details, Ridley. Once he's there, I think you can kind of get to what Ridley Scott actually wants to do with this film. Like, I know he's got some interesting twists where it's like, oh, this entire mission is like a couple's thing, right? 
even though the concept of the couples doesn't really play into the film at all. It gives you twice the uh, xenomorph fodder, I suppose, which helps. But I still, I'm going to stick to my guns here. I think this movie is is good enough that it kind of fixes the problems in Prometheus. I go the other way, Webb. I say really, it you doesn't it fix Prometheus the problems, wars? it just shines a light on them more. Where I'm like, you know what? <laughs> <laughs> I think I like Prometheus ignoring them, the questions it asks, and then it almost makes you feel stupid. Like, well, they're being so blatant about not answering this. I guess I missed it. Covenant saying you didn't miss anything. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, once we get past the story, the structure, uh, and kind of the feel, I guess, of the original Alien, and again, like inclusion of the fucking John Denver song. There's a line that uh, uh, what's his name, Halloween guy. <laughs> He's not the Halloween guy. <laughs> <clears throat> Danny McBride, Halloween guy. Rick McBride. He- I know he's he's bound down. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I got. It. I didn't like that one very much either. That, but anyways, I, I took that as a shot. I knew it was an insult when you said it. <laughs> <laughs> the one who wrote Halloween Kills, <laughs> that guy. So once he, he says this line, he's like, "Oh yeah, I'm all about John Denver." Something along those lines. Like, what other fucking song has this man written that another movie has used outside of Country Roads? Like, c- could we use a different song? Anyway, everything about kind of the first half really does irk me a little bit. But once you introduce David and then he starts going on and on about the concept of like, well, I wanted to create things. I didn't like it. I didn't like Waylon, you know, razzing me in the beginning of the movie. (laughs) Is he he (laughs) creating anything? I don't. It's like a. a... Yeah, he is. All right, Tyler Durden. Because he's so. I blew something up. (laughs) 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 David is not. He's not the most cultured and not the most mature young robot. Um, I don't know how many years he's been roaming around space, but he's definitely in his college dorm room poster <laughs> mode of this is creation. <laughs> I destroyed this planet. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's just following the engineers' ways, right? Because they're like, oh, we don't like this. Let's wipe it. And that's kind of exactly the same thing that he does. It's kind of a... Uh, um, I don't know, F you to them for <laughs> ripping his head off. <laughs> he... <laughs> All right, fair point. <laughs> I like that. Well, you know how petty he is. But and ultimately, like he was also just as curious as um, as a normal human being, I suppose. He is very, very jealous and, and, and he envious of the fact that he he wants to create and he ultimately he was programmed not to essentially he was programmed to go get my coffee or whatever but i like i like that villainous turn that he gives here i even like the billy cudrup is is the best he is the best he needs to be in more things and i liked his little side story about him being a religious man who is constantly looked down upon in this scientific world where data and numbers are are respected and he's not and the only reason he's in that position is because yeah, he's definitely you know, gonna have eyes on something i don't, don't don't give me the data let me put my face in this disgusting egg-shaped thing and see what happens <laughs> <laughs> all about the experiences gen z i get it um david <laughs> i i agree with you to a point i feel like once you drop the alien powder bomb on a planet and you see that you kill thousands if not millions of these oddly shaped head like engineers 
does do you get it? Do you like you need to like I need to do this again just to see <laughs> if it really takes. Like I feel like you have enough data at that point to know what's happened. And for me, it would have been more interesting if in his isolation and he's like, yeah, that was a, that was a, that was a cock up. <laughs> Maybe I won't do that again. Like, I don't know why he has, has such tunnel vision for like, now, God damn it. I want my fucking alien. Like, <laughs> and I want it to stick around. <laughs> <laughs> he wants to, cre- well, he thinks that humans are beneath him. Right. He, he just doesn't, sure. he doesn't, but what does this alien superior? Like it's, that's the thing. He wants to create that perfect species. And so in his like twisted mind. this is mind, so far afield. What, what is he seeing about this thing that uh, can't procreate? It relies on infesting another life form. Humans already ha- are, <laughs> have the advantage there. They just have to, I mean, we have teenagers that can do more than an alien can. On You know, they can ruin their lives with procreation easily. <laughs> 14 years old. There we go. We're good to go. I don't understand. This thing has acid blood. Um, it usually dies. Like, as soon as it attacks something, it is quickly killed. He needs to help it along. He needs to constantly be injecting it into other people. What is superior about this creature where he's like, no, no, no. If I just have the right cocktail and the right mix, this this will... They've gotten their ass kicked so many times by humans. Now, granted, they've taken their shots. This is all, and they've, this they've, is all before that. This is a prequel. <laughs> Yeah, you get into that mix, and that that's a dangerous road because isn't there like a statue of the alien in like Prometheus on on the wall? Isn't there like, and so it's like, so you didn't create this, David? Like what? Like it's already in existence. You're a fucking cover band. What are you doing? <laughs> so what you're saying is Ridley Scott has entered the Rob Zombie phase of his career, where he's over-explaining a backstory that doesn't need to be there. I mean, I think you and I have talked before, and I don't know. Maybe you don't agree. Uh, I know with certain entries, uh, I think it's hard to argue against Alien and Aliens. Like I don't, I've never met anyone that dislikes those two films. Like people can have a preference, like the you know the horror movie, you know the haunted house floating in space. I, I, or the I don't want to meet the people sort of who dislike either of those movies. I don't have time for or, them in my life. Or even worse, dislike both. Like, ugh. Oh, I, <laughs> I don't like either one. That I um, yes, you're right. If, if you if you don't like one versus the other, I could kind of understand because it's not your type of movie. If you don't like either, you don't like movies. <laughs> Uh, especially if you if you make a turnaround, like you know, it really come around. Alien Three, uh, yeah, and uh, was it Resurrection? Is that the fourth one where Sigourney Weaver shags the the alien? Oh, oh yeah. that uh, plays basketball really really well. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Don't say that like it's about. a nostalgic thing that you're remembering. <laughs> the basketball sequence? Yeah. I did not remember that actually. I remember no, no. her fucking an alien. I- <laughs> Because that was far more disturbing. You said, you said, oh yeah, very wistfully, like oh, like it's a fond memory. There are no fond memories in Resurrection. I, I think, I think it's better than Covenant <gasps> because, yeah, I think, I think Covenant's pretty bad. Um, wow, it feels fairly unnecessary. And what I hate about it is, it feels like kind of like Zack Snyder's shit with like uh batman versus superman it feels retroactive based on the response to prometheus and as someone that liked prometheus and knows it has problems i don't really like how they chose to fix it like i don't believe that it was 
uh, Elizabeth Shaw, that character was ever meant to be like, well, we're going to kill her off, and then we're going to re- reset it with a new group wandering in stupidly and blindly to you know another alien waiting, lying in wait to kill them. Um, I think there was probably a more interesting track they were on, and they were like, well, we need to kind of soft reboot this. And I don't, I, as a fan of Prometheus, I don't really like that. As I said, it's, it's a gorgeous looking film, and some of it like individual sequences i think are like exceptionally well done like that opening sequence um and even some of the i guess <laughs> i haven't got into the you know what i'll take that back web maybe resurrection is not better because there is a kind of sexual element where michael fassbender helps his twin and fingering <laughs> they're playing a music <laughs> instrument and then kisses himself so there is you know there's a little sexual element to it um, but yeah, I, I do think that they may be course corrected a little bit too much into a generic monster movie while still wanting to have the big ideas of, mm-hmm. of Prometheus. And it's unfortunate now because having listened to the commentary track, I don't know when it was recorded, probably during, before it's theatrical run. It's like, yep, we got the next one already written. It was written before this one was even shot and that's not going to come to pass. Right. I mean, it's, he's done. He's, he's not coming back to it. Here's the thing. If a third, I I do want to see what's planned, and I don't want a novelization or a or, or or an audio drama of what would have been because, no thank you, no thank you. Like I I heard the uh, Alien Three, the original script turned into an audio drama, and Michael Bean came back and you know reprised his role. What, Ugh, it's exhausting. I do want to see a third film. I just want to see what the trajectory was. Like, if they did indeed course correct, or is like, no, this was kind of where we were headed. But Or do you think that the story is done? I don't think this is a franchise <laughs> that lends itself to continuity. <laughs> I feel like, love them or hate them, I enjoyed up until, I guess, Prometheus, which I, I'm still saying. I like Prometheus. It's one of rewatched. I always enjoy it. That it was always a new director's you know, turn and they, they would sort of play in that sandbox, add their little bits. It would have a different tone to it. Um, I don't know if trying to navigate, unless you're doing just a complete reboot, I don't think trying to connect the dots on the logic of alien, the franchise or the being itself. I don't know if you can do that because you, you mentioned cinema sins. You lob that at me. This is this. And like, uh, Red Letter Media, I think the first time I ever discovered them was with their Prometheus review. And even as a fan, I found it hilarious. I'm like, yeah, mm-hmm. I, I agree with all the criticisms. I just don't care. Um, I, I think that this is just, it's just <laughs> too silly of a premise <laughs> to try to put m- too much backstory into. Uh, so that that's probably my fault with it is that Ridley Scott, like going back in. And now that we're not going to get his, I guess you would say his second trilogy, um, I don't, you know, it's just unfortunate because <sighs> whatever they do next, and I've heard like, you know, he's already like, he's sort of playing the James Cameron role. Like the, every time they roll out a new Terminator, James Cameron's like, this one's actually good. And then it's like, you said that the last time, motherfucker. <laughs> like what? <laughs> They're always terrible. They're always trash. I've heard the early reports is, you know, that he has given his blessing uh, to the next Alien joint, which I guess will come out, you know, roughly a year or so. Yeah, Fede um, Alvarez is the person... Who's who put this one together? Who did uh, he do the Evil Dead? Evil Dead, the 2013 version. Uh, yeah. Don't breathe. I think also, which okay. So I mean, could be good. I don't, you know, I, I'll watch it. And uh, but I'm, I also would have been like, <laughs> I kind of, kind of like was a Snyderverse. 
I wish they would just had let them complete, get out of your system, and then then go on to another one. So this this sort of like half measure thing where Ridley Scott got two out of three, and it doesn't seem to like really be the like Prometheus trilogy as he envisioned it. Um, yeah, it's it's disappointing. I'm disappointed in you, Webb, that you had me watch this. That you bring such. <laughs> I feel like you've killed the Prometheus vibe. I'm like, I sort of like Prometheus as this weird little failure without a, a sequel. <laughs> well, that, I I really thought that the second half uh, uh, helped. Uh, I think in the overall story, I would like to see a third one just to see what he could crank out. But hey. Um, it, it's not for everybody, and I fully understand the issues uh, that people have with this, with Prometheus. I get it. I just think they're they are weird. I think they're very bizarre. I think the whole Frankenstein stuff is very interesting. I think they're interesting failures, both Prometheus and Alien Covenant, and so I will give them a lot of credit for that. Do you feel that way about like I'm thinking like I mentioned Terminator or? its direct cousin predator it doesn't seem like either of those 80s franchises which the originals are so beloved it doesn't seem like they've ever been able to get you know out of the 80s once you once you get past aliens and with the other ones um you know obviously t2 which had the still had the original director and writer they just like it just doesn't seem like audiences like this one was not a financial hit and it's like I feel like Prometheus did better because it wasn't an alien movie. Like to some people, maybe it was just an original mysterious sci-fi movie. And, you know, the fans were obviously in the know, but this one, it's like, there was like a sound rejection of like an alien sequel. No, don't want it. Don't need it. Yeah. There was a lot of uh, hoopla about Ridley Scott coming back to science fiction, the director of Blade Runner and alien. So there was a lot of that. And uh, once people got their, (laughs) <laughs> well, that's the thing. People thought they were going into an alien movie, I think, with Prometheus, for the most part, because there there was a, a lot of uh, the marketing. Uh, no excuses for why Alien Covenant didn't do better. <laughs> Alien's right in the title, even though it shouldn't be. <laughs> but there you have it. Now, let's talk about the other two films that we're uh, putting this one with. Uh, we're trying to build a better monster this month. We've got The Village and the fake monsters in that movie we've got the prestige where you have a more inner demon uh you know you've got these two individuals who are turning into monsters one does so successfully i think the other one because he's already half a person to begin with uh doesn't quite get there and then we've got a manufactured literal monster in alien covenant uh three very different approaches to uh, just the concept of a monster. Is there one in particular that rang a uh, more true or, or uh, that struck you in the right way? I think that it's this one is proof that, uh, you know, I guess, you know, because of his age, you know, he's, he's the new 60 or whatever. I think it's proof that Ridley Scott is the, the best director of the, of the bunch. If you took these three films, because <laughs> as I'm watching it, I'm, actively disagreeing with both the choices that the filmmakers and the characters are making as I'm watching it. I mean, it's still so effective. It's just effective from a craftsmanship level that while I know what I'm watching is stupid, uh, just the score, uh, the color palette, everything that really Scott's doing, uh, just the way he frames a shot as far as how he uses both the, the real and the, the sort of added visual effects, um, I found this to be most effective as if you're looking at a monster as like a piece of horror. Um, 
I think, you know, the prestige and the village are interesting because it depends on, you know, if you want to be more, you know, literally in the know with the prestige, uh, if you want to see the behind the scenes workings where, you know, both men are sort of debasing themselves, uh, not just purely because they want to be magicians, which is, is nerdy <laughs> as hell, but also because you know that their pursuit ultimately is about taking another person down. It's not just about honing their craft. They also have to sort of victimize someone else. The village, though, is the most interesting because it's it's the opposite. It's like out of the out of a protectiveness, out of the maybe what they want to do to like raise their kids in a more kind environment. They have to traumatize them. They have to create a monster. I think the village is the most interesting. I it may be the poorest execution, but since Shyamalan like wrote this, and he did have the guts to kind of go against the grain of as far as what he's known for. We talked about in the episode that he wanted to make a, a like a capital R romance. I think the village is, is my favorite of the three. Um, I think the safe choice would be the prestige because I think Christopher Nolan executed what he set out to do, but I find myself the least interested in it. And that's including alien covenant. So I don't know what, the, I don't know what that says. I find that it's the least interesting to discuss. Although maybe you have something you can bring to it, which would heighten it for me, but I think the two more interesting films, even if they're failures, are The Village and Alien Covenant for this particular theme. No, and I figured uh, with Alien Covenant, it was either going to be this conversation or another high five situation where it's like, that was fucking weird, wasn't it? Yeah, that was weird. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't great, but it was weird. Um, <laughs> I agree with you. The Village is absolutely the most interesting of the three. Uh, Prestige is, you know, it's very well put together. And there is a lot of effort in this script, in how it's filmed, in the themes and all that. It's 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 almost just kind of like too neat because the press. It's clinical. Yeah. Clinical and kind of cold. Oh, that's a great way to put it. Yes. And, and that's not to say it does. The characters don't make me feel. That's not the case. But that you're absolutely clinical is a perfect way to put it. The village wears its heart on its sleeve and it's a filmmaker taking that big swing, knowing full well they're down by five. There's no way they can... <laughs> the Grand Slam's not going to help. <laughs> so, um, but... Uh, and what it does well, it does so well. And where it fails, yeah, if you didn't dig the twist, quote-unquote, but, you know. What did you make of... The other thing I was thinking uh, just today in, in rewatching Alien Covenant is, you know, you brought up that David wants to be you know uh maybe not even just like the creator but a creator he wants that the ability to say i can make something what did you think of the three of them uh removing the horrific elements of it as far as the monster uh and all three of these films are about showmanship it's about putting on some sort of production obviously in the prestige that's what they're literally doing they're on the stage uh but the village you know this this whole uh performance that the older generations have to do to instill uh, these values and, and fear, obviously, uh, in their children to like sort of maintain the society that they want, not necessarily the ones that their children have picked. That's the one they've been born into. Uh, and then, you know, obviously, <laughs> David, I disagree with what he's trying to create. I don't know if he's going to get the end result. I've seen his digs <laughs> where he's got various <laughs> disgusting creatures <laughs> lying around. <laughs> but he's also trying to, you know, put on the show. He wants to be seen as this godlike figure. And 
to me, his is like, they're all depressing as far as like what these people are doing, both themselves and their loved ones. And I don't uh, excuse the robot either. Like he is left in isolation and he's waiting for people basically to come and applaud him, except what he's doing necessitates him murdering them or like impregnating them with this alien being. So it's like, he's a guy that is trapping himself into never having an audience except this creature that can i guess blow on them they can blow on each other's noses or whatever like <laughs> scott said they're like horses that's as much as he gets out of them before billy crudup comes in and blows one away but uh what did you make about this sort of showmanship aspect of it of creation with all of our you know various villains i never thought about it that way but if you're gonna get you have to give it up to the prestige i think we get, uh, if you're going for how showmanship is kind of uh, utilize i love because the, so much of that movie is behind the scenes of a magic act and i like that the uh, the amount of effort they must go through to put on put on a show i i think i really like the village they do it in terms of based survival they have to be on there and and there's no there's no intermission for them uh, maybe a couple of those asides where they're like well you wouldn't even just send her she blind you know there's a little bit of that but for the most part i tell you what really scott he would not have heard one criticism about like, oh, so you're telling me that the government doesn't allow planes to fly over that? He'd be like, <laughs> so what? <laughs> I I drew my pictures and I shot my pictures. <laughs> what I wanted to do. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> I, I do think I am going to hold one more hypothetical criticism against him and that uh, it's a missed opportunity to not have Fassbender recruit another Fassbender to be his ScarJo, to be his... Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's like showgirl during his alien performance art. Ridley Scott directing the village would have been great. <laughs> you see the guy who helps him at the end? He slips on this blood, kills himself. <laughs> <laughs> Plot hole closed. 